four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm Tanner and joining me is the Headless Horseman, Jake. <laughs> the fourth Sanderson sister, Brock. Double bubble toil and trouble, baby. And Mr. Oogie Boogie himself, Eric. Hello, Jack. <laughs> Did you say Jake or Jack? I said Jack, you mother. Oh my god. Jake, not everything's Why about you. Jake? Hello. Well, I thought he Jake. said Jake at first and it kind of freaked me out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Jake. You guys like my Oogie Boogie? I've been working on it. It's actually yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'm an actor. I have a degree in theater. Well, I'm glad oh, that sweet. you've been working on it since this was your first time hearing that, Eric. That's really <laughs> impressive. That's going above and beyond the call of duty. <laughs> duty. So, if our listeners haven't figured it out by now, today is our Halloween special. So, how's I'm everyone spooky. doing? Spooky. I'm feeling pretty spooks. I'm good. I mean, this is especially spooky because you guys are all disembodied voices this time. Mm-hmm. That's true. For for those of you at home, um, we are uh, social distancing for this recording session. So I am here in the studio and uh, the boys are remoting in. Is that correct, boys? That is. We are peak 2020 right now, which is oh yeah, very exciting. Yes. In a terrifying dystopic kind of way the scariest (laughs) part of halloween is the social distancing i mean what are we even gonna do for halloween like one of my favorite memes that's been popping around is like what are y'all doing for halloween just like dressing up as a ghost and vibing in your basement or something (laughs) yeah Yeah, like that's pretty much my plan except i'm not gonna be dressed up like a ghost what are you gonna be dressed as me naked the idea is to be something scary not something sexy throwback to brock helping me with that sexy abraham lincoln costume a couple years ago oh (laughs) Yeah, I love the sexy Abraham Lincoln costume was mostly just things from my closet and then me having to cut uh, pants off of Tanner to make them into (laughs) hot pants. Yes, and me just using the black vest instead of a white dress shirt. Guys, I know what I'm doing for this episode. Forget my original pitch. I'm just going to do a Halloween overlay on Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. And he's going to be... <laughs> he's going to be sexy? He's going to be sexy Abe Lincoln. Well, sexier. Let's be honest. Sexier. <laughs> So anyway, now that we've had that discussion, let's get this Disney podcast on the road. <laughs> what are we talking about today, T? Uh, Aside from specifically not just Halloween, what are we talking about? So today, each of the four of us have gone away and come up with a new pitch for a Halloween attraction. These can be ride layovers, walk-through attractions, really anything. So we're going to get into some spooky surprises if everyone's ready to pitch. It's the part where we make a pitch. All right, so let's get into it. It looks like Jake is going to be up first today. Oh, snap. All right, so for a little bit of uh, behind the scenes here, we don't tell each other our pitches ahead of time, but we have a little spreadsheet where we just quickly write down like a quick idea so that way we don't steal each other's ideas. So the boys saw that I wrote down Lonesome Ghosts because I was going to make a pitch about the classic Lonesome Ghosts Disney short from 1937. Oh, my God. Um, That's one of my... (laughs) favorite cartoons of all time yes however last night i literally had a dream about a different better 
idea. So I'm switching things up. And Tanner, nobody knows what it is. So Tanner, you calling me the Headless Horseman was actually a good thing. So my ride pitch is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Ooh. Yes. But specifically, what's going to happen is you're going to go through the queue line, which is going to be the town of Sleepy Hollow, eventually working your way into the house at the end of the street as it slowly becomes nighttime through the queue line. And that, of course, is the Van Tassel home mm-hmm. where um, Katrina's father is throwing the Halloween party. And you will go into that room and that is where Brom Bones will sing the legendary Headless Horseman song. And then you will, from there, board your trackless ride vehicle and make your way home. That's awesome. And perhaps on the way home, you will have some unexpected trouble, but I think you can imagine where that is going. I love you throwing around these names like they're common knowledge to our listeners. (laughs) I mean, we know them because we have a disease, but like... I'm not going to lie. I didn't know there were any characters in the Sleepy Hollow universe that weren't Ichabod Crane. Yeah, there's Ichabod Crane, there's Brown Bones, there's Katrina Von Tassel and her father, and then the rest of the people don't really have names. (laughs) There's also the Headless Horseman, Jake. (laughs) You forgot that one. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't, I thought that was, <laughs> that could go without saying. I just, I'm getting really a little Halloween spooked by the idea that all of these paranormal forces are giving you dreams and then giving me introductions for you, all centering around this yeah. idea. I feel like the spirits are forcing my vote, and I don't <laughs> like that about the spirits. Yeah, I think, let's spite the spirits. Eric, the spirits are Russian. (laughs) So they're vodka? Stop interfering with the election, spirits. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So anyway, that was my my pitch, and we can get to the more details during the question segment. So I hope you guys like it. Who is next? All right, Brock, you're up. All right. So my pitch is for a walk-through kind of haunted house-style attraction themed around the television show Gravity Falls. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Which is one of my absolute favorite shows of all time. Mine as well. Uh, So the premise is uh, that you go through the queue line and you watch a video of Grunkle Stan introducing his new new haunted tours of the Mystery Shack (laughs) uh, to celebrate the holiday, the Gravity Falls holiday of Summerween. Yes. The Jack-O-Melons are decorating the Mystery Shack. There's going to be a lot of fun summerween decorations um for those that don't know that's a holiday on the show because it all takes place over one summer it's basically halloween but in the summertime so grunkle stan has his new haunted tours he's always in it to make a quick buck they're really cheaply uh it's really cheaply done it's cheap thrills there's bats that are just cans on strings and it's really really stupid and gaudy until Things are interrupted by that interdimensional demon trickster himself, the chaotic evil Bill Cipher. Bill Cipher! Uh, who's somehow one of the more disturbing children's <laughs> villains that there is. Uh, but also yeah, he really is. A very fun character as well. Um, and with the help of the guests, Dipper and Mabel are able to fight off and banish Bill Cipher. Nice. That's my pitch. Nice. That's awesome. I like it. I like it. Thank you. I'm not f- super familiar with Gravity Falls, but I want to learn more 
strictly based on that pitch. I've been re-watching it right now, actually, the last couple weeks, and it is an incredible show. All um, right, I believe I am up next. Go, go, Eric Rangers. Pow! So when I was thinking through Halloween stuff, uh, I tend, like when I start my pitches in my brain, uh, I kind of top down like aesthetics first. And I was thinking through like traditional Halloween color palettes to start off with. And I'm like, it's usually black and orange, but like what else is there in the Halloween range to go with? And there's like purples and greens and stuff like that too. And that kind of led me down the path to a uh, fantasy land layover that is run by the Cheshire Cat from Ooh. Alice in Wonderland. Cool. So instead of your typical sort of like skeletons, zombies, kind of Halloween spooks, it's a more surrealistic, yeah, psychedelic uh, style of Halloween. Yeah, I like Where that. Things are getting inverted, and uh, uh, there's a lot of tricks on the eye being played on like visual things. Like you'll look and see awesome. the Cheshire Cat up somewhere, and then he'll be gone, and he'll be somewhere else. Um, and so it's it's a psychedelic trip through Fantasyland led by the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. Is my Halloween pitch. Awesome. I really like that idea. Cool. 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 I like you guys. <laughs> what do you got for us, T? All right, so stay with me here. I am pitching a walkthrough attraction of the much-beloved Disney original film, Halloween Town. Okay. I'm not sure how much everybody knows about it, but basically it centers around a magical town where all the monsters live called Halloween Town. Guests will hop aboard the flying bus to and from the mortal realm to travel to the magical world of witches, ghouls, and other monsters called Halloween Town. Guests will explore the town square in many locations from the film, such as the Abominable Snowman Ice Cream Shop, the old Cromwell House, and of course, the spooky abandoned movie theater. Guests will enjoy the whimsy of meeting characters such as Benny, the skeleton cab driver, while also uncovering the dark secrets affecting many in the town. Boom. Wow. So Tanner, is that a walkthrough? Yes. We so have creating seen... a walkthrough town. Gotcha. So I have oh, not okay. seen Halloween Town, but that sounds really cool. It does sound cool. It uh, Much like the Gravity Falls pitch, it makes me want to engage with this particular IP. Yes, I agree. As someone who has seen Halloween Town, <laughs> I can't believe that you're making me want to engage with this IP. <laughs> <laughs> I guess moving into, if we want to move into our question and answer portion, I can go a little bit more into that. It's the part where we do Q&A. Is this going to be, you said it's like a walk through town. So is it is it kind of more of just a section of park, kind of like Toontown, where people can kind of just take it at their own pace? Yeah, my idea would be there'd be guided, like a guided path, but you can stop and take pictures and stuff along the way. But obviously there'd be a guided path to help with clogging up stuff. I just think even people who don't know the property super well, the idea of a land with all of these comical, fun, brightly colored monsters and stuff would be a fun area to explore. Yeah, I have to agree with that. That sounds pretty cool. So, but just so I understand that your pitch, this is a land, correct? Like a small land? It's a very complex walkthrough attraction. Okay. <laughs> Do you have ideas about where it would be located? 
No, don't be silly, Eric. <laughs> is there a story to this to this attraction, or is it more just you're here to enjoy Halloween Town kind of a thing? Well, that's the story. That's where the walkthrough comes in. So you would go to all of the locations, would be like your rooms in a haunted house, and it would be mainly following the story of the first Halloween Town, which if people don't know, who am I kidding? All of our listeners know this, but there is something malevolent going on in the town where people, otherwise friendly monsters, are beginning to turn evil and scary and disappearing. So you would be unraveling the mystery of that throughout. Ultimately, that's where the abandoned movie theater where the frozen evil monsters would be living and hiding because that's what happens to them. So that would kind of be your reveal. And then the rest of it would be the culmination of the film lighting the jack-o'-lantern. I like the whole idea of it being interactive and the guests trying to figure out a, a mystery as they're moving forward. Yes. As someone not familiar with Halloween Town, did you say the first Halloween Town is yes. implying that there's more than one? There is Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, Halloween Town 3, Halloween Town High, and Return to Halloween Town, but we don't talk about that one because they replaced the actress who played Marnie and thought all of the kids wouldn't notice. Yeah, that's the first Marnie is a better Marnie, I gotta yeah. say. Okay. Second Marnie's okay, but she's no first Marnie. And if you're wondering, Jake, yes, I have seen all of them now. I see. Uh, I have a question for Eric, which is, I guess I'm just wondering what kind of attraction is this? Oh, it's an overlay. It's not an attraction. So it would be... So it's an overlay of all of Fantasyland? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a a complete overhaul of the decorations of it. It's not uh, a specific attraction. It's just retheming the land for Halloween. That's actually really cool. So it's like the Cheshire Cheshire Cat has taken over Fantasyland. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. That's fun. It would be Wonderland for Halloween, right? Like it would sort of change from Fantasyland to Wonderland, and you would follow the Cheshire Cat's version of the story, right? Yes. That's neat. Which would be totally topsy-turvy and crazy. and It's very yeah. uncanny. Yeah, that would be yeah, really cool, too, because I don't. I went to the Not-So-Scary Halloween party last year, and I don't remember a ton of alterations to Fantasyland in particular. Mm-hmm. So this would be a really cool way to change that. Question for Jake. Yeah. So you say uh, mishaps ensue towards the end yes. of your uh, ride. Uh, walk me through a little bit of that. Yeah, so I basically only described the queue line. Um, the ride itself, I envisioned basically being the scene from the movie where, where Ichabod is riding home and the Headless Horseman chases after him. Okay. Um, so it would start with basically, I don't want to get too much into this because we haven't voted yet, but um, you know, Ichab- you're riding along in your trackless vehicle. So you're taking the place of Ichabod and you're going through the spooky woods. You hear the creepy noises. So you seek sanctuary in the nearby cemetery, you know, because that's wise. Um, and <laughs> like in the movie, that is where he then he runs the cemetery because he hears the cattails hitting the log and he thinks it's a horse chasing him, hides behind a tombstone. And that's when the Headless Horseman pops up doing that amazing laugh, which is part of the reason. I mean, that is one of the scariest laughs of all time, <laughs> honestly is the yeah. Headless Horseman's laugh from that uh, particular cartoon. And then he chases Ichabod around and, and all kinds of chaos ensues. And he has to make it to the bridge because once you cross that bridge, my friend, the ghost is through, his power ends. The ghost is through, his power ends. So that basically is is my ride. You have to get to the bridge without the Headless Horseman chopping your top. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just awesome, have dude. another question for you, Jake. 
which you may not have a super thought out answer for right now, but what type of vehicle is this? I know it's trackless, but is it going to be kind of like Maximus Overdrive riding a horse or something else? Well, I like the idea of riding the horse like Ichabod is doing in the movie, but so that might be the way to go. I had kind of envisioned it kind of like the Ratatouille trackless rides where you're just okay. like sitting in. You have four people sitting inside a giant mouse, but like, well, it, it, could like be a horse. A, it could be a horse drawn carriage, even though. So Ichabod is on horseback, but I think a horse drawn carriage would be fine. Yeah, that would so. translate. And then for Brock. Yes. So are, are there going to be a lot of like gags in this? Like there are kind of in the show of Grunkle Stan stuff being kind of just shitty. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the the whole thing is it's presented as Grunkle Stan is trying to scare people because he knows it'll make <laughs> him a dollar. But because he's a cheapskate and not actually very good at running a mystery shack, um, <laughs> it, it's all it's all dumb stuff. And I think you might see like the shadows of the characters operating it and like maybe hear them whispering. So it's like Seuss and Wendy and Grunkle Stan are kind of fumbling oh, their funny. way through trying to make a haunted experience. <laughs> and it's very tongue in cheek. And the kids and the, the guests are all in on the joke that this isn't going mm-hmm. well. But That's then funny. perhaps you end up accidentally in the secret room under the mystery shack and you encounter Bill Cipher and things start going a little crazy because he's kind of he's a near um, omnipotent villain Um, and Mm -hmm. so you can really make things go a little wild at that point. I love the idea of a guy named Bill Cipher being an omnipotent like Thanos Galactus level villain. Oh he's worse than Thanos honestly he's worse than Thanos. There's some serious Illuminati shit going on with Bill Cipher. Oh I'm yeah, that that is 100 yeah. intentional. That, he's he's very uh, conspiracy theoristy. Um, when he first appears, one of his most iconic lines is, "Reality is an illusion. The universe is a hologram. Buy gold. Buy." Yeah. Oh my God! How have I never seen this? Show? Yeah, I know you, you would love this show, Eric. <laughs> That's exactly my stuff. Question for Brock: This is uh, is is this being like a haunted house? That's being. I feel like my questions have been very location focused today. Uh, but is it being built for it? Is it taking over something? And now the, it it would have to be built. Okay. It, it would. It's such a unique and and for those of people who've seen the show it's an, a unique and iconic location like you want to see the exterior of the mystery shack and the interior is not going to be like anything in disney um, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd have to build it yeah i would say both brock and i's would probably have to take up either like parking lot space or something yeah. like that because i think part of the reason disney doesn't do these walkthrough attractions as much is because unlike universal they don't have like studios they can take over for a little bit i should i should point out that walkthrough attractions are super popular in europe so disneyland paris which is also the largest of the magic kingdoms has a lot of walkthrough attractions and they have a lot of space for rock walkthrough attractions so that is an option um since eric eric has not asked me yet um my ride would be located in liberty square (laughs) okay Okay. good to know good to know I'm going to definitely because take that into consideration. Sleepy Hollow take is supposedly located in upstate New York, and Liberty Square is modeled after upstate New York. So yeah, I it mean, works perfectly. It kind of does, and it's... Thanks for asking, Eric. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow is the ultimate American ghost story. So I know that um, Haunted Mansion is also in Liberty Square, and that's like two ghosty rides right by each other, but um, I don't care. 
So yeah, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's great. I think like honestly, like condensing that stuff into one area makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh any other questions for anybody from anybody since Jake answered my question for him? <laughs> nope. How you guys doing? Are you feeling well? Cool. I'm ready to vote, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah, let's vote. Yeah, I I think I'm ready to vote as well. It's the part where we vote. I will take the first vote. I feel like I feel like we go through this every time. I like all of them. Yeah, they're <laughs> all really I good. Do. I would um, like to preface the voting by saying any of these ideas that we don't pick, I think, are all worthy to be discussed at a later episode. <laughs> all of them are really good. Yeah, honestly. So I was leaning one way, and then I'm not going to lie, Jake. The fact that you mentioned it being next to the haunted mansion and creating like a cool, spooky element to all of that section, honestly, it sold me. I love the idea of Liberty Square becoming like a haunted thing. I think that's really cool. So my vote is going to go for the Sleepy Hollow ride. Jake? I really like the Cheshire Cat being different. And I like the Halloween Town thing sounds really cool. However, I think I'm going to have to go for Gravity Falls because Gravity Falls is amazing and has no representation in any of the parks. Um, and it should. And uh, the idea of getting to visit the Mystery Shack would just be so cool. And having to deal with Bill Cipher. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to vote for... Gravity Falls, Brock. Thanks. Cool. All right. I I'll I'll say I really really love the uh, Cheshire Cat thing. Uh, that whole the retheming of Fantasyland I think is brilliant. But I also just don't know if I have a lot to talk about with that. I will say that I think it definitely should happen. But I think there's more to talk about in some of the other ideas. Um, so I think I'm gonna vote for, and I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, Tanner's Halloween Town. <laughs> This is, we could have our first tie. Fuck. <laughs> we haven't discussed what happens when we, when we tie. All right. Eric, I, I love the Cheshire Cat idea. That should definitely happen. But I am with Brock, and I'm not sure exactly how much we'll be able to specifically go into with it. So I think yeah, let's no, just kind of jot that down as, yes, do this. <laughs> Use projection no. mapping and do it. Gravity Falls is just incredible but i do know that sleepy hollow scarred my mom when she watched it the first time so both these are just iconic i think though something jake pointed out is going to lead me actually to voting for the gravity falls attraction in that at least we do have the headless horseman appears and rides during the theme parks we have nothing for gravity falls right now so i'm going to vote for that one yeah. Okay. Congratulations, Brock. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> I'm feeling good. I'm on top of the world. This might be the toughest time I've had because I like all <laughs> yeah. three of them so much. Brock, let's get into more of your discussion about how you're picturing this looking, the queue, the attraction itself. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> I haven't uh, obviously planned it in detail, um, but I was thinking... And I haven't planned exactly like where it would be in the park geographically, but I'm thinking if we could, the queue, you're outstanding, you're in line outside the mystery shack, there's, you know, the forest. And I think it'd be fun 
because you know a lot of ride queues they have TVs along the path. I think it'd be fun if it was like it was like TVs on those like big old TVs on a cart, kind of like how you would wheel into a classroom where it just looks pretty cheap and like there's a VCR and there's a lot of extension cords <laughs> running to the mystery shack. Uh, just so it kind of looks like a rinky-dink operation. And uh, Grunkle Stan is explaining his new his new tours, and Dipper and Mabel are kind of interrupting in the background, and as well as some of the other characters from the show. And he's walking you through the idea of what that would be, so it's a little ride preview video. And you go into the Mystery Shack, which you should... Eric, you should look up. It's a very iconic and very fun-looking building. You you go into the Mystery Shack, and it's it's the main lobby of the Mystery Shack, which is kind of like a gift shop area. And it's all of these really cheap, very, like, kindergarten haunted house gags, but even, like, that aren't very good. <laughs> like, I like, I'd like to think that there's, like, a bucket of peeled grapes that are, like, <laughs> eyeballs, but also you can literally see that they're just peeled grapes. Uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, and then you go through the different rooms of the house, which have been decorated to look like a haunted house, but a very poor one, until you accidentally are led through um, the secret entrance behind the vending machine into the secret portal room beneath the mystery shack, where Bill Cipher appears and kind of hijacks it, maybe starts turning things into like a weird Mageddon 2.0. Even do like for the special attraction, that'd be an awesome way to like use a team up of some of the other iconic monsters from episodes. So you can get yeah. a little like return of like those gnomes and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, Bill Cipher would definitely have the ability to bring back spooky characters that mm -hmm. you can kind of interact with and you know the seuss and the the employees of the mystery shack wear the the fun shirt and mm -hmm. hat i actually own that shirt um but you know you have and the hat and the hat yeah well, I, own <laughs> I own dipper's hat yeah you have the you know the employees wearing that shirt and like looking like they're mystery shack staff members handing out candy and it's mm -hmm. still like works within the world without taking you out of it yeah absolutely how long are you envisioning this process to take from start to finish? Oh, that is, you know, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, considering other walkthrough attractions, I guess it would have to be probably around like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah I don't know what the too. length of other attractions is, but that sounds accurate. That's... I think you're probably shooting for vaguely between 20 and 30. At a Disney to go park, I think 30. you're going to want to go closer to your 1520 because getting people through yeah. quickly will be an issue i think that's what you'd want to aim for yeah exactly So, how many rooms does that like how many total rooms are we looking at so we can like look through like a theming of each one well let's see i think if we see the main lobby of the mystery shack not counting the queue. There'd be the main lobby, maybe Dipper and Mabel's bedroom, maybe two or three in the mystery shack, and then the uh, and then you end up in the secret room down below for. And then I don't know if Bill Cipher would take you to a, a different place or what or how that. Yeah, would I work. think it would be good if Bill Cipher took you to a different place. Yeah, so that would be a another room, and then you would end outside the mystery shack, I guess. So you could end in the rooms. mystery shack gift shop. That's true, and Grunkle Stan would, you know, definitely exit you through the gift shop. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Capitalism. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a good introduction to uh, Grunkle Stan is in the opening credits, the little shot of him that they show is him with his arms full of cash 
running away while you can see blue and red flashers flash behind him. (laughs) I like that a lot. So we're looking at probably like six rooms attempting to build like somewhere between three minutes, like an average of like three minutes each. Yeah. Some of them can be like one to two and then the rooms with Bill Cipher can be a little longer so that you can experience the weirdness of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Any ideas of what we should do with those rooms? Well, I think it would be fun to theme the queue as maybe the rest of the town. Oh, uh, yeah, through, that's like, great. With all of the Summerween decorations up, because that kind of gets you set up in what you're going to be looking at. So you have all the different townsfolk. With, so you like, can see, like, the diner and like, the water and tower. And yeah. And... yeah, all the kind of iconic Gravity Falls locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think that would be a good place to start and then using like an optical illusion of like seeing the mystery shack in the distance and then eventually walking through the doors of it. Yeah. As you go. So do we want to start in the mystery shack or do we want to start in their bedroom? If we're, yeah. Well, if we're thinking <laughs> architecturally, their bedroom is in the attic, I just realized. I don't know yes. if we want to go to their bedroom. I know it's yeah. an area in the show, but I think we're going to get more out of being in the shack and traveling around that yeah, way. Yeah, if we pretend that we're guests of the mystery shack, the guests never would have gone into the bedroom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to think of locations you see in the show. I mean, if we stick with the mystery shack thing, then we just uh, we have that to flesh out and we can, you know, mm-hmm. since if we're going, I don't know uh, what weird Mageddon fully entails, but that sounds like something that can manipulate reality enough to send us kind of where we yes. want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In, in Weird Mageddon, Bill kind of creates his own like sort of temple in his image. And we could kind of go to a place like that where Bill is trying to create gravity falls in his image and take over what if what if um when you get to weird again you, you get forced to go through a couple of those bubbles the <laughs> insanity bubbles the insanity bubbles are fun yeah that'd be cool and then yeah. things go upside down distorted and then you can kind of use fun house effects right mm-hmm. so yeah. similar to what eric was talking about with the treasure cat idea in the sh- in the show there's these bubbles of insanity that the characters have to go through and it completely changes reality while they're in there i think that's a really interesting place to take most of the experience yeah mm-hmm. is like starting in the shack and then we just kind of like maybe even the second room is the the cellar or whatever wherever he's in and then you go through this insanity bubble and then like the most of the five ish rooms of the experience are that especially if it's going to be like halloween more specifically is this envisioned as a halloween time frame like that it's being propped up or is it going to stay an attraction past that time because i think that affects that kind of decision i i think the the nature of the walkthrough halloween attraction is that it would probably just be a halloween attraction that being said obviously i would want this to be a permanent thing personally but I guess that's kind of up to Disney corporate. <laughs> so right. if I you would guys want to. For the purpose of the episode, let's treat it as a Halloween special edition. Yeah. So I think that pushes us more towards the insanity bubble uh, walkthrough, like where things are twisting and turning, right? Yeah. I yeah. Think one idea I had going off of that is to make the first room of the mystery shack be more almost of a show scene uh like the second loading like the stretching room portion of 
haunted mansion so that would be where you could then get some projection mapping tricks after you right. look around of like bill cypher appearing and you'd get your story there and then reality's distorted and you go through into the next room as the first insanity bubble kind of mixing show and walk through as a thing and each insane like it does we could do something like have each insanity bubble be referencing like a different villain from the show or mm-hmm. something like you were talking about bringing people back yeah there's yeah. a lot of antagonists throughout the show it's kind of like when the show is first getting going, it's kind of like a monster of the week type thing. Right. So it might be cool to see some of those monsters come back, like the zombies yeah, or sure. the gnomes or the... Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, in a Halloween awesome. thing, the zombies would be good to see. Yeah, back. the zombie boyfriend. But yeah, there's definitely room for like zombies. There's room for the trickster. There's room for anything mm-hmm. from the show to put into those bubbles that could be spooky and also family friendly. Yeah. And I mean, the show does a very good job of being spooky in a way that isn't frightening to kids yes right. yeah and i think one way to help with that too is to use like mabel con- trying to like continue on the haunted yeah. house something crazy yeah. happens and she's like "Ooh, but touch these grapes i mean eyeballs <laughs> yeah yeah Ma- mabel and- has a good way of finding the innocence in things mm-hmm. um, to kind of dilute the scare mabel is voiced by christian Kristen shawl Oh, love her. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's this wildly optimistic, <laughs> over-the-top character that really kind of always brings the show levity. So I think that would be a really fun having Mabel interject and hearing her voice and her really being uh, persistent in making everything silly, I think helps. I think she's a great narrator for this kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it would it would be the, the, the fun dynamic from the show of Dipper and Mabel where Dipper is, you know, almost this conspiracy theorist like trying to hunt down the mystery of Bill Cipher and defeat the bad guy and everything, and Mabel interjecting about boys and sweaters and Yeah, and she just animals. wants to screw around and put glitter on things. Her pig. Yeah, we got to have Waddles in, in the yes, ride. Yes, Waddles needs to be there. Um, and also, <sighs> Gravity Falls is full of a lot of uh, in-jokes and hidden secrets and references. It's like, I've seen the show, okay, I'm kind of nerding out here, but I've watched the whole show probably four or five times. Same. Um, and every time I watch it, I still notice things that I didn't notice before. So this ride could be great for Easter eggs like that. Yeah, there's secret codes and hidden meanings and... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the whole show is full of a lot of cool mysteries. And so having a, like some sort of mystery to the shack would be neat. When you say that, what jumps to mind is the uh, cue line for Indiana Jones. Yes. Mm, yeah. I don't know if you can still do it. When it first opened, they would literally give you decoder cards because the lines were so long and so tedious that you could go through every single symbol in the queue and figure out what they said. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, that um, might be a thing still, but I think only if the lines are really long. I think if the lines are not long, I don't think they do yeah. it. I mean, this was like 20 years ago or something whenever it opened. But like having something like that where you can give kids decoder cards for the secret codes that are places cool. and put like funny messages into them would be i think would be really cool yeah it might be dippers trying to leave them secret codes but maybe it's not dipper but you know just something that they can solve 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe something left by the mysterious author. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I sure. really want this. I love the uh, where this is going with the bubbles, but I also, for something like a walkthrough attraction, I think kids need to be able to have that agency to feel like they figured out something mm-hmm. or that yes. they're in on something special that other people don't know. Even if, you know, everybody else is figuring it out, mm-hmm. you're seven years old and you figure out that code, you, you're the only one who's ever done that, right? Yeah. So I think that needs to, I th- that would be a, a necessary part of something like this. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's built so well into the, the DNA of the show that I think putting it into the attraction is kind of a, not, not only is it awesome, it's kind of essential. Ah, essential. 2020. <laughs> an insanity insanity bubbles can kind of be 2020. I feel like I'm living in an insanity bubble. <laughs> yeah. While I'm social so distancing. The <laughs> sign by the Arby's by my house that next to the drive through it says like you can be essential to work at Arby's. <laughs> oh, I saw that. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just just like thinking about like using that as part of the Gravity Falls thing, telling the kids you could be essential too. (laughs) (laughs) Figure out this mystery that we have to contest, and that could be like a recurring thing too, right? If it's if it's Halloween specific, the code can change every year. Yeah, yeah, and there's a whole thing too. Um, and well, it doesn't come into play until later in the show, so hashtag spoilers. But um, Dipper discovers that there are there is more to his journal than he thought um, when he uses a black light. Mm. So maybe oh, yeah. some codes are visible without black light, but some you actually need a black light for or something oh, like, that. like that. Speaking of, I own that journal and yes, yes you Brad need does. a black light to read some of it. That would be kind of a cool effect to kind of give people a light, almost like... Like a black light flashlight? Yeah, to like point at things, almost like those laser rides and stuff, or I think there's a Monsters yeah. Inc. ride somewhere. Where you have to do yeah. that and it triggers effects. So doing almost something like that with the kids to kind of be like, yeah, yeah point this here and then something will go off or change. Yeah, we could even have uh, that could be part of Mabel's narration. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think they still have it. But in Epcot um, years ago, they had the Kim Possible thing. I don't know what it was called. They don't um, have it anymore. It is now a Phineas and Ferb themed thing. So it yeah. still exists. Well, that's awesome because I love yes. Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> but we'll get into that in another episode. But so the Kim Possible thing, Eric and Tanner, are you familiar with this? No. Okay, so you could go on a Kim Possible mission and they did it in World Showcase, which is cool because they had different ones in different countries. The only one I ever did was China. Uh, Brock was there with me. We did the China one. So we were given Brock. Was it like a card or what was it? Yeah. So it's it was like a, a card type thing, if I remember correctly. But we actually did a few of the experiences. Yeah. So, but what it would be is you would go to different places. In fairness, it was like fifteen years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you would go to different places within the World Showcase, and uh, using the thing that they gave you, I think it was some sort of card. You would interact with you would interact with something that has oh, always Brock, been there. I I just remembered what it was. It wasn't a card. It was um. It was Kim's uh, gadget thing. Right, her little, the thing she uses to talk to Wade. Yeah, what's that called? Her beeper? I don't remember. Because you can call her beeper? Yeah. If you want to. It has a name, it's like the the Kim something or other. But yeah, it was one of those. (laughs) So you would go and there would be, you know, the normal decoration within the park, uh, the stuff that's always there. But if you use that in a specific spot, it would move or it would do something interactive. 
So, like, the normal guests would never notice it in a million years. You would mm-hmm. only know about it if you were doing this Kim Possible thing. But, yeah, they had animatronics hidden in the parks. I mean, oh, one cool. that really stuck in my mind was we had to do a special clue uh, near a pond in the China Pavilion. So we went mm-hmm. to this little pond in the garden, and we, we had to, like, wave a special way and then hit a button on the thing. And a dragon statue with a ruby actually rose out of the pond and like squirted water and like we like wrote down something about it and then it like lowered back into the water like you would never even know it was there yeah thousands of guests walk by you know every day without knowing that that's there but if you're doing the impossible thing it's for there for you and i remember there was one it's a a sort of telescope thing in the france pavilion that you can use to look at the uh, eiffel tower and guests use it all the time but if you use your little thing on it and you looked through, there was a little animation with inside the telescope, <laughs> the view of the telescope of Kim Possible and a couple of her villains flying by. Yes. So anyway, cool. I brought that up because that was a thing, you know, 15 years ago. Imagine <laughs> what we could do with that technology now in Gravity Falls. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it definitely made me feel like I was in on something. Like, this is a Disney secret that only I am in on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's that was a cool feeling, as especially as a kid. And that's the kind of experience that hooks kids to become the adults that we are. <laughs> yeah, the nerds, the hardcore <laughs> yeah. Disney nerds. <laughs> yeah, the people who are like, live and breathe that kind of experience. The people who are like, let's have a podcast where we make our own Disney attractions. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, six. We don't want to make more of those. This is our market. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, Yeah, we don't want 15 years from now a flood of Main Street Musings knockoff podcasts. (laughs) Let's be honest. If the real Imagineers ever hear about this show, they're going to be so annoyed with us. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, oh, yeah, it's so easy for you guys to sit at home and just think of rides when you don't have to worry about budgets or corporate uh, (laughs) politics or... And you just sit there and like, oh, we could do better. I think the the difference is, though, Jake, is that we're smarter than them. <laughs> <laughs> that we're actually better at their jobs than oh, they are. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tony Baxter, eat your heart us. out. We're the Please real Imagineers. We love you. Oh, that reminds me. Um, <laughs> speaking of Imagineers, I want to do a quick shout out. Uh, we are recording this episode on October 25th, which is the legendary Bob Gurr's birthday. Happy birthday, Bob. Happy birthday, Bob. Bob was born in 1931, so if somebody wants to do math to tell me how old he is, um, because I can't do that math 89. Uh, 89, yeah. So, yeah, Bob is currently 89. He still runs his um, uh, Walt Disney Waltland tours out in California. He still regularly visits the parks. Um, and does awesome stuff. He's super active. He still mountain bikes all the time. Bob is the Imagineer responsible for anything in Disney that has wheels from original <laughs> Disney. He was one of the original Imagineers. He invented Autopia. He invented the Matterhorn bobsleds. He invented the Mr. Lincoln animatronic, etc. So shout yeah. out to Bob Gurr. Happy birthday. We love you, Bob. Happy and birthday, I Bob. Shall Please salute. make a sexy version of the animatronic Lincoln for <laughs> us. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I shall salute my, uh, my signed copy of the Blueprints for the original Lincoln animatronic signed by Bob Gurr. Yes, I have that as well, as well as his signed blueprints of the monorail, because he also yes. built the monorail. Uh, I think we might have our pitch. Walk us through now the, the pitch in, in your view, Brock. Oh, okay. 
Well, uh, you guys correct me if I missed something. So it sounds like we're walking through the town of Gravity Falls. Uh, we see the gra we see the mystery shack in the distance, and as we get closer to the mystery shack, uh, we encounter a we we get to see the mystery shack, and we're about to go in. We watch a little video by Grunkle Stan, uh, Dipper, and Mabel, and some other characters from the show. We enter the mystery shack. We view his little uh, his attempt at a haunted house, uh, <laughs> but soon that is de railed as Bill Cipher takes over in another room and sends us through some of his insanity bubbles um, with the help of at least the voices. Perhaps we see video through windows or something of Dipper and Mabel and other characters from the show. The guests are able to defeat Bill Cipher and return to the mystery shack as we exit through the gift shop. Yeah. Along with some mystery decoding Yes. in the yep. meantime. I love it. I think that sounds great. I, I may spooky. be biased, but I think it's great. <laughs> Our idea. <laughs> <laughs> Our idea that is significantly better than any Imagineer could ever come up with. Oh, right, yes. of course. <laughs> and if you listen to this and you say you can do it better, please do. Especially because I, I just like to point out to... I'd like to point out, too, that all of our original ideas are based entirely on shows and IPs created by other people and rides that were created by other people. <laughs> yeah, it's that easy, Jake. It's all postmodernism, Jake. Oh, right, Nothing's original. Nothing's new. <laughs> all right, boys, I think we have a solid pitch. Let's take it to the lightning round. Lightning round. It's the lightning round. All right, so I have spun the wheel of lightning, and what do we, got, Jake? we have a river ride based on Fantasia. We're gonna have to time ourselves, gentlemen. Yeah, so I'm thinking, um, for the sake of sanity, just pick a Fantasia short that you like. You know, don't have you don't have to base it on the whole freaking movie. So, okay. Um, and I think also, um. Fantasia 2000 would work as well. So you can pick, just pick a short from either Fantasia movie and do a river ride based on that. So who's going to go first? We have Tanner. Tanner always goes first on lightning rounds, I think. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll reroll that. <laughs> I got Tanner again on the reroll. So we're <laughs> it's just the first. way it's meant to be. Okay, so for this lightning round pitch, we are going to be using the Fantasia short night on Bald Mountain, in God which guests will go through a terrifying a journey uh, to escape the wrath of Chernabog while on a river ride. Thank you. That ends my pitch. Jake, did you have something to add? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh. All right, so next up. We have Brock. Um, so this is a ride where it's Sorcerer Mickey. You start in a dry ride vehicle, and it's a semi-aquatic no, ride vehicle. No, and you no, go no, into no, the water, no, no. And Absolutely you see not. his dreams projected on the sky as the Bull as crap, the brooms no. multiply, and it turns out it's an aquatic ride vehicle as well. Um, 
Mickey is there. He's doing his sorcerer Mickey thing. Your ride vehicle is a car, and then it's a boat. In fact, if you want to hear more about this idea, listen to episode one of this podcast when it somehow did not win. So make it win this time, people. That's my pitch. I had actually a couple ideas for other ones, and then I was like, no, that i already did this pitch honestly i had to do it because i thought one of you might steal it if i didn't okay next up we have jake yeah yeah all right i'm gonna go go for a river ride of the short with dionysus or dionysus or whatever his name is i can't even really remember what song it is or anything but it'll be set to the music you'll be going through the river while he's throwing his party and he's shooting champagne everywhere that may or may not be the same one with all the centaurs. I'm not sure. So you'll be going through the pretty forest while the centaurs prance around you and dance and forest nymphs and all that jazz in a boat on the river. That's my pitch. Eat it. <laughs> Jake, that is, is the, the same one, I this believe. This is the most bitter lightning round we've ever done. <laughs> I love it. I love all the negativity. I believe that leaves me with 30 seconds on the clock and go. I am going to go for the uh, pomp and circumstance section from Fantasia 2000, where Donald Duck is playing Noah's first mate as the Floodheads. All right. And we are uh, river rafting through the flood as it's going on on the Ark, uh, as the water is rising to dangerously high levels. And then at the end, splashes us down into safety with Donald Duck doing Donald Duck things. And that's my time. Okay, nice. That was going to be my other pitch if I my, didn't my, do mine. My other pitch was going to be the uh, crocodile and the hippos. Ooh, oh, yeah, good. that would have been really good. Yeah. And don't forget to vote on our Twitter polls for which lightning round attraction you'd like to see us come back to at a later date. <laughs> that was both a really good lightning round and a very bitter one. Why did no one do flamingos with yo-yos? Oh, I forgot about that one. That would have been an amazing one. The yeah. flamingos with yo-yos. That is one of my favorite Disney sketches. I can't believe I forgot about it. Guys, I can't find our social media anywhere. Jake, can, can you help me find our Facebook? Yeah, we are facebook.com slash Main Street Musings. And oh my gosh, Tanner, where's our Instagram? You can find us on Instagram at main underscore street underscore musings. And, and, and Eric, do you know where our Twitter may be? We are at MSM underscore podcast. And I'm Brock. Brock, do you want to throw our uh, OnlyFans out there, though, just in case? Oh, yeah, we can be found at OnlyFans.com <laughs> slash Main Street Musings. <laughs> We will be uh, porky-picking it most of the time. Uh, I think on Disney Podcast, we would call it Donald Ducking It. (laughs) And I'm Brock. And uh, everyone, make sure to leave us a five-star review on your podcast app. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. See ya. Yeah, happy Halloween. Spooky, scary, scary. (laughs) (laughs) 